0: Back in action, Small Business Dads, Daniel Monday here again with you for another chat with another dad to find out a bit more about them, their family, and of course, about their business. Today, we're talking with Richard Holland, who is... With Sydney Hills Business Chamber now, it's a different type of chat. Which, but I think it's something that's very timely considering what we're going down through now, especially here in Sydney and other parts of the country, um, with some extra lockdowns and you know restrictions and so forth. So important things that we discussed today from a business owner perspective. So it's going to be well worth your chat. And even if you're not local to the Hills area, I'm sure you're going to be able to take something out of this. Cool little tips as well that Richard shares for you um, from a mental health side of things as well that um, just from his conversations and how he deals with building rapport with his members and well worth getting into let's get amongst it all right Richard mate I'm keen to hear about the uh, Hills Business Chamber, obviously. But before we get into all of that, I'd love to know a bit more about you and your backstory first. So thanks for joining us off the bat. But yeah, I'm keen to hear more.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, look, I'm a I'm a dad of four kids to start with. Uh, it's just me and the kids. So that keeps me pretty busy. Yeah, definitely. Um, they all live with me as well. So it's uh, full time. So that, that keeps me busy on top of a, a pretty busy... Schedule with the Chamber. I um, uh, love camping, forward driving, um, trying to get my gun license at the moment. That's taken eight months and counting at the minute, but because uh, i got a lot of Rellos on properties and stuff okay. like that. So, and uh, been on and off farm through them. And when I lived in WA, I grew up in WA, in Perth, and Margaret River. Um,
0: nice. There's some nice uh, wines there.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit young, to <laughs> this, allegedly. Um, but, uh, yeah, another year I might have wanted to stay there and be a farmhand or a, a very average mechanic or something. Um, uh, it was it was pretty much God's country and, you know, I went back there for a reunion, oh, wow, nearly five years ago and I hadn't been there for, like, 36 years. It was crazy. They went, oh, it's really developed. And I went, yeah, no, the main, <laughs> day, the main drags, come and see development, come to the hills in Sydney. You know, this is nothing.
0: So, well, I remember when it used to be cow paddocks next to a mean fiddler out there and uh, now it's like the middle
1: of suburbia yeah well it's the same where I live in um, Acacia Gardens and Quakers Hill you know it was just all market gardens when we built our first house and now it's just uh, McMansions everywhere So, yeah. um, played a lot of sport over my years I only play golf badly now I'm too round and too slow to do anything else So, uh, you might have something to say about that I guess <laughs> Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I just about anything that was going, I played it, and uh, loved it. I was just a, a team sport jockey so. Um, um, but I got a lot of solace playing golf, very badly. Apparently, I do wonders for other people's mental mental health when they see me play.
0: Well, I've never tried, so you'd be better than me. Oh it's yeah, good walk spoiled, I say.
1: We'll see that. We get all these people going. Oh, I'm really rubbish. And I said, Oh, well, that's. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. Let's play. That <laughs>
0: I wouldn't have the patience.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I need a psychologist. I need a psychologist to go, on, just and go and concentrate. Anyway, so... Yeah, look, that's a bit about me. We still do stacks of things with the kids. We go out camping at Tifala. Um, One of the trips we had was minus five, minus three, and minus one. So that was pretty cool.
0: That's character building forum. How did that go?
1: Um, we... I don't know it must be something to do with one part of our irish blood and all the rest of it that we go on the queen's birthday holiday weekend in june every time so oh behold it's cold we didn't go this year thank goodness because it's bloody snow <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky yeah so we, we dodged that bullet so I went, as soon as i saw the reports so i went yeah no we're not going
0: well let's focus on the kids side of think, how old are they Kids, you've probably got a good range.
1: Yeah, look, I've um, it's just been me and them for heading for seven years now, and uh, so my youngest is thirteen now. So she was at a fairly delicate age when that change occurred, and uh, my eldest, uh, I've got two boys, two girls. So the eldest is twenty-five and uh, twenty-one, and uh, sorry, twenty-two and twenty. Okay, boy, girl, boy, girl. So. But uh, yeah, get to do lots of of different things, whether it be, you know, camping, fishing, uh, forward driving, day trips here and there, when we're allowed to, of course.
0: Exactly. Well, speaking of that, I've been active kids, so I'm assuming with the outdoors as a passion, how have they, well, especially youngest, I guess, how has she coped with everything over the last, well, last year, but then again, just recently with the school holidays and all that?
1: Yeah, she's, it, it's lucky that she, out of all the four kids, she's um, one of those ones that entertains herself quite a bit. She's into her arts and all that sort of stuff. So she paints and draws and does all that sort of stuff. But yeah, look, um, when you can't get out and about, um, yeah, I know that she said to me, oh, I really hope they're not doing that online learning next week. and <laughs> That, that does my head in, you know. Yeah. She, in all seriousness, she really struggled with that last year. And, and so did um, the others who were doing, because the other two boys are, are tradies or yeah. learning tradies, so going through their courses. Safe
0: so, stuff, yeah.
1: And it's just a whole other world. You know, we've, we've adapted in a business sense. You know, it was quite funny before all of this rubbish started last year. People go, oh, do you want to do a Zoom meeting? I go, no, I don't do that garbage. No, uh, <laughs> I make people face-to-face. And then I went, oh, where would you like your Zoom meeting?
0: Exactly. <laughs> You got to adapt. It's, that's the one thing that I learned after the last 18 months.
1: Mate, and it, it's it, it's not an age thing. It's really about how it, and I, I guess it's probably something I've learned right through my different business life of all the different things I've done. It's your, where is your head at? What are your thought processes? And if what we tell ourselves is so important about what we can do and can't do, maybe I need to attribute that to my golf game. Anyway, that's another <laughs> Um I might try that next time Take my own advice. But it is seriously true. You know, we can defeat ourselves or we can we can uh, take ourselves to the next level simply by what we tell ourselves, let alone yep. the situation and what other people tell us. So, yep. yeah.
0: Well, let's focus now on the business side. Obviously, uh, you know, the Hills Business Chamber now, but what got you to there?
1: Yeah, it was, well, it, it wasn't a path that I was ever envisaging. Um Uh, interesting I started my career like a lot of people did in the bank I spent 11 years in the bank trying to do a whole pile of different things as a kid I walked out of school out of year 10 on the Friday and I started working on the Monday as you did you applied for four jobs you got four jobs and you went any many miny, mo back in the day Mm -hmm. Um, so I did that tried a whole pile of different things in there and then worked out that I wanted a change and there was an opportunity to join a very small printing company, of all things, as a salesperson, So, and I'd never done direct sales, so I went out and did that. I stayed there for 18 years, loved it, really small family business with 15 people. Um, At 45, got the opportunity to switch into social media, which was quite different from the the offline stuff around marketing, and then that just led into this role. I'd already been a member of the chamber for about seven years. I got invited onto the board at around a similar time. And then a change occurred with that, with the resource um, that had been there for 12 years. And they said, hey, you've got some interesting ideas. Would you like to do this? And I went, because I had to run all the events as well and all of the marketing that went with it, et cetera, et cetera. And I went, oh, well, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. But I'm good at talking to people. Oh, I'll give it a whirl. Um, and that was, well, eight and a half years ago now. And I love it. You get up every day, you can help people you can listen to people, you can connect people, you can advise people um, and everyone's different no one's, there's no cookie cutter approach to it, it's just about investing time with people um, and I do a bucket load of that um, where you just invest an hour in someone understand who they are, what they're wanting to achieve and if they have some synergy with what we're doing which is there's lots of things that we do um, then I go hey come, and, come along with us on a, on a ride but also if on the flip side if They've got. They're looking for A, B, and C, and we offer X, Y, and Z. I say, "Hey, look, champion. um, Doesn't look like this is going to be right for you." So I don't sell ice to Eskimos. I just talk to people about what they want to do. So that's that's really about my approach in a nutshell. How I got there, it was really by mistake, um, and it was probably one of the best mistakes I've ever had in my life.
0: Well, it's interesting approach, isn't it? And it's like, like to me, it's common sense. You shouldn't have to sell someone like you know and like a typical cold call salesman. You should be able to have a conversation. And you should be able to, you know, if you if you do have something in common, you do find a you know a rapport, then, then you're more likely to do business with someone, aren't you?
1: Oh, 100 percent It's it I you know, we were a lot of the time when I say to people, the the very first question I ask is, um Tell me about you, not what you do. Similar to how you started this conversation, it's really about building rapport with people. Oh yeah. and networking, connecting, as I like to call it more, because that's what you're actually doing. You're connecting with people. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So I just say to people, take your time, get to know people. Um no one cares how good your sliced bread is. The first time they meet you, that you slice at one degree better than the next guy. Or it's slightly wider. or It's got more grains in it. So what? Let's get to know each other. Let's understand who we are uh, as, as individuals. What sports do we like? What other activities? Where do we gel? Um, and that's where you can actually build relationships. So you might have nothing to do with each other from a business purpose, yeah. but you just get on with each other and people. And... Um, if you uh, go with that approach then this this type of thing will work for you because it is a long-term journey um in, in building those key connections
0: so tell us more about it like let's say someone as a business owner you obviously um for your chapter you obviously want to be hills based in you know in sydney here but how does it normally work someone says look you know i want to come and join or what's the process that you normally go for you mentioned having chats and so forth but like who's it suited for
1: Look, it's, it, it's a very diverse, eclectic bunch of businesses now. It wasn't always this case, um, but we've really changed it over this period, probably spe- specifically over the last five years, it's really changed. So uh, currently we have 403 members, so we're the largest local business chamber out of 73 in Sydney. Um, you know, I always say big deal. Uh, at the end of the day, numbers are numbers. Um It's really what's in those numbers. And um, 37% of our members do not have a competitor in the chamber because we don't look to build. I personally don't look to build Manhattan's. I look to look at business. We don't have one of them. And I go, hey, you'd be really good. Um, Might interest you. We don't have one personal trainer at the moment. I'll just leave you with that. (laughs) That, that Really? But, you know, every year we look at, what we don't have, you know, it my interest, you, you know, we don't have a dry cleaner at the moment. Are you kidding me? We've got 400 people that wear suits or dresses, whatever. Um, we don't have anyone in office products. Um, so some of them are quite, you know, they're the, the sort of commodities that are used all the time, but we still don't have somebody in that space. So every year, it's quite likely that we would sit down and do the research and there'll be 100 to 200 business categories minimum we still don't have one of. Them. And so we've been building the chamber that way uh, quite deliberately for the last five years. Um, people will come to us in those Manhattan spaces and I have a different conversation with them. Um, 30 odd percent of our members have been here five, 10, 15, 20, and even we've got two 25 year members. So there's quite a bit of experience in the room as well. Um, we run two events a month when we're allowed to. Um, if we can't, we put them on Zoom. So we'll, we'll We will do that as well. And we have breakout rooms so that people can still connect and meet with each other and and meet with different people as well. Um, But the single biggest thing at our events is that uh, there's a lot you can come to. We run six major events and 16 what we call standard events. Even our standard events get around 100 people to them. So uh, in the two-square-meter rule uh, sort of uh, stuff around COVID.
0: Yeah, that would have changed the game a whole lot for you over the last 18 months.
1: Yeah. Well, the the very first event we ran back in October last year, I think we were one of the first to run it, um, was our leadership lunch. And Justin Herald was our speaker, a brilliant guy um, locally. Um, who started Attitude Clothing in the 90s and he just helped small businesses out around really driving their business to the next stage. And the RSL where we've had 380 in that great big uh, lyceum, we have 53 people. Wow. So, yeah, so it started from small beginnings, but we ran our chairman's lunch earlier this year in April, first week of the holidays, and we had 220 people to that. Um, so um, we've just had to move, so we're moving into specialist areas now, so we've got a building a construction lunch that we've just had to move to September because we've got the New South Wales Business Commissioner coming to speak. Um, And obviously they wouldn't allow him to come along and quite, uh, uh, we would probably expect by 11 o'clock today, we'll probably find that we couldn't have run it next week anyway. So uh, I think that's what we're all tuned up for, that we're going to have another week or two of this stuff. Um, So we've actually moved that to September because it's a key lunch, but we're going to start Another one of our—we've probably created another twenty to thirty programs this year for our members. And we're actually starting a industry group program, and that will start with the business construction industry. Um, uh, so,
0: it's obviously well. I'm assuming it's a timely um, sort of discussion for people to have right now. Obviously, business has been kicked up the backside lately. Um, and I'm sure you know with a lot of your members, they either can't operate or yeah. they've had to, you know, drastically change things, you know, like, you know, a restaurant, for example, they can only, they've had to change and go for takeaways only, you know, the poor people that can't even open up their doors. Well, I really feel for them. How do you feel something like the business chamber can help these type of businesses, even if they can't operate right now?
1: Yeah, look, and that's a really good question, and, and it leads into probably the two biggest problems that we I believe we solve well for businesses. Um, that's the staying connected and being supported. So let's if we look at the events, whether we um, if we're running face to face like we expect to be doing, hopefully within uh, by August again, um, we have people called connectors who are able to actually connect people in the room. They wear bright orange high vis vests. You can't miss them. They have a list of all the people um, that have gone to the event, but our members, importantly, are sent that of uh, list two days prior. So if you want to meet and connect with someone key, then you're able to look through the list, and there might be three out of the 100 or three out of the 70 that you want to actually connect with. So that's a real easy way. of Instead of walking into a room as a new person going, oh, who am I going to talk to? Um, the connectors make it very easy. They just become your conduit to meeting those people. So that connection point is big with this, uh, whether it's a face-to-face event. uh, If it's online, we create Zoom rooms and we do it that way. So there's more than one way to skin a cat um, when that goes. The being supported part is massive, and I, I totally agree with you. The hospitality and event industry um, is decimated by any of these changes, the cancels before that they get as soon as there's a sniff of something happening. Yeah. We saw this the other week. Um, but being able to be part of another smaller group outside of the events, and we've got a whole program called My Community. Um, we have 11 different teams in what we call our My Board, which is really for those owners who are sole traders up to about 10 staff. And... Um, that's just part of the membership in the chamber. You get it for free. Um, and they catch up each fortnight. And they're in those groups. There's no more than 15 people. And they're from all sorts of wa- different walks of business life. And it's just so you can actually get together and talk about the issues that are going on in your business and work out that you're not Robinson Crusoe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, that, those two industries that we mentioned and all the people that run off that from a supply perspective, all you are know, they're in major dramas because um, there's just nothing they can do bar some takeaway stuff. So, but yeah. that's right down the line for them. So, um, and I know that uh, I think uh, through Business New South Wales, which is the parent body for all of us, um, Kerry Shees, our chair, was actually talking directly with um, John Barillaro only last Friday about this, and they're actually reaching out to our chamber because of the discussion that Kerry had. Uh, with him on that, and we've actually, through another one, we've got another discussion with Stuart Ayres uh, through the Chamber Alliance of Western Sydney, which we created as well, talking about these specific issues. We're doing that this Friday. So there's quite a bit of advocacy that we're doing at the moment for those um, specific groups, but in general, people just need to be supported. Doing things like what you're doing is really important, Daniel, because it's opening up the view to people as to how people are trucking along. But I can't tell you the matter. As soon as we went into this lockdown last year that was more extended, of course, um, I could all I was doing was spend the whole day either on Zoom or phone call with people about, hey, how are you? Yeah, that's an important thing, isn't it? We'll get to your business in a minute, but how are you going? And they go, oh, I'm going really well. And I go, okay, bullshit. Yep. how you actually go so um, that
0: to me is the key you know not, not to downplay the importance and the significance of COVID and all that sort of stuff and you know it obviously spreads fast but the one thing that sort of gets swept under the table and we're never going to know the official stats but I want to know the amount of people in you know in the next 12 months that are, you know that are going to take a step too far because they've lost everything and like you don't see that data you'll You'll find out how many people, you know, um, have got COVID or, have, you know, have mm. unfortunately passed away, but you won't find that same data on the business front. And that's what this, so I think that's the uh, the main thing that needs. And like you said, the conversations, like if you can stop someone from maybe getting that and maybe point him in the right direction before it gets too late, I think that's the key because that to me is the big worry, I think.
1: Look, 100%. And, and from our event focus, we had a, a great speaker earlier in the year, and um, he was an insolvency practitioner and, uh, in, in Bruce Gleason. And he actually, from an edge, there's a lot of education at our events because one of our members is able to host them, apart from our major events where we're getting key speakers, of course. Um, but 16 of our events are hosted by our members, and it's a member opportunity only. And so Bruce um, uh, hosted uh, that from Jones Partners, hosted that um, breakfast and it was brilliant because he said, I don't actually subscribe to all of the data that's going on about what's going to happen with insolvencies and all the rest of it. But what I want to talk to you about is don't get to that point. Yep. There is always people able there to help you if you talk to them. If you can talk to them at the end and then they can do little. You talk to them in the middle, they can do a bit more. You talk to them at the beginning when things are starting to go pear-shaped and you have to swallow a bit of pride to actually go and do that and then seek advice. That's when you're actually going to get the most results because there are always ways to trade out of things if you get it early enough. And I guess the single biggest message I say to anyone, don't listen to your mate who, you know, with all due respect, may be a plumber and you need legal advice. Don't do this a mate, you know what I mean? You know the old barbecue knowledge? I've got plenty of barbecue knowledge, but if people ask me for stuff, all I am is a conduit and go I want you to go to talk to Bill, Karen or June. I don't know who you're going to like. All three of them can help you. Off you go. So I don't pretend to play God. All I do is direct. Um, And I think that's probably one of the biggest things you get out of the chamber as well. That ability to be able to connect to people and just have an off the 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 cuff chat and that's what happens more in those my board groups because those people build they catch up with each other each fortnight they build some really strong relationships with each other where they can just go hey actually bill i'm having a real issue with this and can we catch up and have a chat and so there's some free advice to a point that that happens in a lot of that now if it's a key problem and you need to fix it well then we say to people hey you should engage those people in your business so that they can help you don't leave it to the end swallow some pride go and help go and help and sort it out and the biggest thing is just to talk about where you're at mentally um you know that that's the biggest thing that i found right through this whole covid period about where people's mental state is because if that's not good how the hell can you run your business
0: and well not just business but even from a dad point of view too oh like
1: your life everything
0: yep you're going to take it out on your kids because you're frustrated, and then you know the it's you know the. I'm the first person to put your hand up and say when you're tired, then your um. The patience isn't as 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 long or as it may be otherwise, and you tend to bite earlier than what you yeah. otherwise would have. And I think it is you know for the whole package, the family, the business, every uh, everything. I think it all. And it comes from you looking after yourself mentally, like you said.
1: Yeah, look, and and that's so important too. Look, just as as a dad, you know, we none of us get it right all the time. No, you've you've got your ideal of what you try and do, Um, but yeah, I'd be the first to put my hand up if stuff up. And and trust me, my kids, uh, especially my girls, they'll tell me. I'll let you know. (laughs) At least they keep you grounded damn they're too much like their dad <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny that i, 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 sorry, I was telling my mum a few months ago that i realize now that i'm on the um i know what i was like as a little uh, as as a toddler now with all the uh the three major tantrums and so forth that i realize this is payback for what i did to you
1: yeah i know and i I've, i stopped telling my mum years ago and uh because she always went Oh, that's terrible, darling. <laughs> Enjoy this, aren't you? <laughs> Not a word, Harry. <laughs> exactly. exactly.
0: Now, there's two things before I keep you for much longer that you mentioned that I found interesting from what you offer two perspectives the first thing which you meant where you had the i forget the term used but the people with the you know the high vis that are the introductors the connectors basically so for someone who is more of an introvert going in like it's always intimidating going into those networking sort of um, things where you know everyone knows each other except for you and you're standing there in a corner and so I, so i found that interesting and so it means someone who is going in is going to be a little bit at ease at first i think which is important because yep. um, the barrier of resistance is down for one and you're mm-hmm. more likely to you know, to get something out of it, not just from like, you know, a new business or whatever, but just like you said before about building a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. But the other important thing when you said with those little breakout uh, meetings and so forth, it almost becomes like a pseudo mastermind, I guess, in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not just all about business.
1: No, look, it's those, those two things, we coined those two phrases, staying connected and being supported. Um, and we put that through uh, more of our marketing now because it resonates with people. It's, it's what we've always done. Yep. Um, it, but those two things, uh, they are literally uh, the two biggest issues that we solve. It's quite interesting. I run an information session every month. If someone's interested to know more about the Chamber, we've got stacks of events, obviously, on the thing. But on the third Wednesday of every month, I run a Zoom. We're going to change it, actually, in August to the first Wednesday, but... Uh, on the 21st of July, it's just on Zoom. People no, no big deal. You can just come in and check it out. It's free, of course. Um, but we just go into chapter and verse about what the chamber is at that particular event. When I used to run these face-to-face just prior to an event, I used to go right at the beginning, going to your introvert bit, hands up all the introverts, and, of course, all the hands that stay there. Occasionally, you get a brave one. And I go, trust me, it's ninety-four percent of you. And they look at me and go, well, where do you get that figure from? And I say, because I ask every single person that comes into the chamber when they actually join us, where do you see yourself on the spectrum, or of an introvert, in the middle, or uh, an extrovert? And the extroverts are less than six percent.
0: Yep. It's well, 90. that's point two percent. Yep. That's, I'm not surprised at all with that. Cause, you uh, know, the like, the way I don't know if it's a word or whatever, but it's you know, to me, I'm a bit personally you are reserved in a situation that you don't know and once you're familiar you open out you come out of your shell more i think that's probably most people in general
1: it is everybody and so i used to them exactly after i said that and made that statement and then replied to my own statement basically i then say now when you walk into this room later tonight you're going to walk in there could be 100 there could be 150 people blah 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 and they're going to look like they all know what they're doing. I said, trust me, they've just forced themselves over time to be visible and consistent and do this uncomfortable thing and go and talk to people they don't know. Yep. And that's pretty much the game. 90% of it, of any networking, forget joining the chamber, I don't care what people do to start with, Find if, if I can give anyone advice around connecting and networking, find something that resonates with you and that you think you're going to like. Um, don't bit play. If you're going to do it, do it and be visible and consistent every month. If there's one thing to do, great, do that one thing. There's two things to do, step it up and do two things, providing you can do it within your time schedule and be a part of it. The first 12 months you join any networking organization or connecting organization, all you're doing is laying a platform. How well you play that game in connecting and being you and being real with those other people will determine your result. If you go to everything and you're involved in everything and then you meet people and do one-on-ones outside the events, which you're encouraged to do, why? So you get to build those relationships. That's what works. And I know this from a member because when I joined, I went to every event. I joined a my board, went to that. I did one-on-one meetings out of my board and out of out of the events. I tried to catch at least one person out of each thing each time I went. So I had a lot going on. Um, But consequently, within probably six months, I probably knew 60% of the people in the chamber. Yeah. Even at a base level. Um, Some people I've met hundreds of times over 15 odd years. Um, uh, Most of them, I just play golf very badly with them now.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's a a good way to write off as a a business meeting, isn't it?
1: Well, when would we ever have a meeting for five to six hours? Exactly. But you can, you can, uh, you can do that on the golf course. So there you go.
0: Now, look, as um, for someone, uh, last question before we wrap up, i guess, but um, from a time perspective, you mentioned you've obviously got the more time you invest, the more you get out of it. If someone is interested in exploring, you know, uh, whether it's the Hills or another business chamber forever, they're located, what, you know, obviously, as if someone is self-employed, they're probably a bit more time pressed than others that you know have other staff they can delegate to whatever. What would they be looking at as an idea?
1: Look, I say to people if they're going to be involved in anything, and for us, for example, you could you could do lots of things. You could have lots of stuff on every week. Um, at a minimum, you should be coming to one event a month when you join. Um, Um, When we onboard people within a week or, sorry, within several hours, normally when they join, I'm on the phone to them and I'm saying, I've just sent you an email, here's a process forward, but we're going to have a one-on-one Zoom meeting for an hour next week and we're going to talk about you specifically about what you can do, what you can't do um, and what's going to work for you for the first three months. Cool. Uh, We may step that up afterwards. Um, So this is where I say there's, there is no cookie cutter approach. I just talk to people about what's going to work for them. But if I, I look at what they're doing and if they've got the time availability, I say, great, join to my board as soon as you can and come to one event a month because you get to see both spectrums of the chamber, you'll get supported, and then you've got the connection piece. There's nice. more you can do, but it's really about you you've got to you've got to treat it as an appointment and a and a client. I guess that's that's the mentality you've got to have to networking, not hitting hope is, yep. is what I call it. Oh, I'll give it a try for 12 months. No, rubbish. That won't work. Because you're already you're already defeated yourself before you started. You're not going in there. Oh, what can I build? Who can I help? Who can help me? All right. So to do that, I've got to get to know people. Great. So at a minimum one event a month is what you should be aiming to do. And as soon as possible that you can to join one of those other teams um, if there's some availability in your space because that's going to give you the whole, the whole look of the place. But there's much, much, much more. So
0: Nice. Well, obviously, um, people can find out more about that online. So where's the best spot, Richard, that they can go?
1: Yeah, so our, our website, which is just um, sydneyhillsbusiness.com.au Um, and as I say, if someone's interested on the 21st, um, I'm running an info session and that goes from 12.15 to 1.15. So it's over lunch. Um, I think in August, we'll be running them on the first Wednesday of the month. Um, but yeah, if you jump online and look at our events and, um, you can either come to an event when we're back running, we hope that we're back to running, uh, live events at some stage in August. Um, that would be our plan if the if the lockdown only goes for another couple of weeks. So let's see what happens there or a week or so. Um, no one's got a crystal ball, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and look, if people want to reach out to me, um, my email is just membership at sydneyhillsbusiness.com.au. Happy to have a chat to anyone who's interested, mate.
0: Too easy. And assuming for people that obviously aren't located around the hills and, you know, or in nearby suburbs, that if they just Google, you know, business chamber for whatever their area is, there'll be something that'll pop up that shouldn't be too far
1: away. Yeah, look, and and I say to people, look, do what works. We we have members spread right through Sydney, um, out to Penrith to the city, uh, north-south, you name it. They may live here but work elsewhere. Yep. So they go. Yeah, no, I'd rather think all their businesses here and they live elsewhere. Yep. So we we loosely look at it as the Hills local government area, the LGA um, borders, but we have people from all over the place, mate. Um, if if they want to be involved and they can be visible and they can come along to at least one thing a month and then potentially yep. join a team, then that's great.
0: So easy. Mate, right, last question, and it's something that I always ask everyone just to it's got obviously nothing to do with business or whatever. But if you could go back any point in your life and give us and give uh, and give young Richard some advice, any stage, what would it be? Knowing what you know now.
1: Make sure you actually bought that five acres at Schofields.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, you I mean think if <laughs> yeah, that got room.
1: we bought a five hundred square meter block in. Going go to Crescent in Quakers Hill and I don't have to tell you how much the five acres of Schofields would be worth now.
0: Exactly. Well, I'll tell you, I think we'd all go back there and uh, and you'd think with a uh, you know, with a picture about property, but also you'd buy Pfizer shares too, probably, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, well, I. I'd, yeah, exactly. There'd be yeah, maybe cryptocurrency, <laughs> maybe a couple of things, but that would have been my Powerball win. Uh, so uh, anyway.
0: Uh, it's always good to find out exactly well thank you for your time I've enjoyed the chat and definitely something that's worth um, exploring for people um, if that's what they're in you know if they if they're looking to get a bit of support this year which I think you know going forward like we said it's going to be the major thing that um, people are going to need is that you know someone who understands where you're at like because you know not everyone you know not everyone runs a business and that's you know to be honest that's bloody hard work yeah. And if you've got a stable paycheck, just work for a job where you can comfortably work from home or whatever, and you don't have any stresses or whatever, then that's all well and good. But, you mm-hmm. know, your mates that are like that, they don't understand what we're going through. So no. um, something like this might be perfect for them.
1: Absolutely. And and, and there's a real, as I said, there's a real mix of people who are in the chamber. And and so we have everything. So we've got all those people who are who are really hurting at the moment because of, they're sole traders, or they're in hospitality, or they're in events and that sort of stuff, and they're 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 or they're running their own small business with three or four people, and it's they've got then all their staff issues and their mental health as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Mate. Yeah, tough mate, but yeah, look at least um, at least if you're with others, you're not Robinson Crusoe. You're not trying to work yeah. it all yourself. Safety in numbers. Yeah, very much so, mate.
0: All right, thanks, mate. All the best with it, and uh, fingers crossed. These uh, we can start opening up and get back to normal soon.
1: Yeah, and good on you for doing this, Daniel. This is a really good initiative, mate. So well done to you.
0: No, uh, thank you. It's a good bit of fun, but it's also good to you know to let people know they're not alone, and um, you know find out more about people. And uh, you know it's sort of, I guess it's a, you know, it's not a networking as such, but it's always good. You know, you hear someone that you think well, you know, you resonate with their story, or you know, you hear and talk and feel comfortable, then you're more likely to do business rather than just having to revert to Google when you're looking for someone, hopefully.
1: That's the key. Absolutely, mate. Too
0: easy. All right, mate. All the best.
1: All right. Cheers, Daniel.
0: Well, there you go. I hope you got something out of that chat. It was one that I enjoyed doing and it's something that's very timely. Like we said in the intro and through the chat, that it's important um, right now, considering the times that we're in as business owners to have that little network, because not everyone understands what we're going through right now. So something that you, whether it's, if you're around the Hills area, might be something worth looking into, or if you're in Sydney, like Richard said, you can join even if you're not in the Hills, but Google your local one. If you heard some stuff that resonated, find, um, one that resonates with you. Check out some of the info meetings. All the details are in the show notes and on the website, smallbusinessdads.com.au. And you'll find a bit more about what Richard does and how he may be able to help you. And the thing that I liked about it the most was it wasn't all about come join. And about it was all about building rapport and building relationships with people. And that's what like we want to do with this little podcast here. So speaking of that if you do know someone who would be a good guest to talk to maybe it's you maybe it's someone you know send me an email daniel dpm transformation.com i'd love to be able to get some people lined up for the season two of small business dads and just you know share stories and talk and to see how people are doing right now and big take home i guess is realize we're not alone and Especially right now, we've got to have each other's back and if something like this small little podcast can help spread the word about your business, then come on, have a chat. Let's find out about you, about your family, which I think is important too, and of course about the business side of things. But also appreciate you sharing um, any of these episodes you do like. Go back into our back catalog. We've got quite a few in there now. If you find something you like, I love you. If you can share it with someone who you think it may benefit, share it on your social medias. Tag me in if you like. I'm easy to find. And until next time, Daniel Monday, smallbusinessdads.com.au, over and out.